What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. myself for loving you uh was that joan jett that did that song yeah okay did you ever see the movie about the runaways i think i did kristen stewart uh was in it and she not kirsten powers not kirsten powers or kirsten cinema kristen stewart (laughs) Uh no, Kristen Stewart did a fucking bang up job. She's she was kind of known, you know, she was known for being in Twilight. She played Bella, mm-hmm. uh, which w- reminds me a couple days ago on my Facebook uh, rewind memories thing. Uh, Portia and I were seeing uh, that day in 2011. I think it was we were seeing Breaking Dawn, which is the second or the the last like the last movie of the. Twilight series, but she was in it and she was shit. They they just fucking panned her for like five years, for About five her, years, for five years for because she was it was four movies, right? Okay, and for five or six years they just oh, she's a terrible actress and this and that and the other thing. And I'm just like, how? All I can remember back to is um, Carrie Fisher in Star Wars and yelling at like it'd be her being a classically trained actress Debbie Reynolds was her mom like she knew how to act right even though she was like 19 or 20 yes Carrie Fisher was screaming at George Lucas like have you ever even spoken out loud you can't say these lines this is dumb this is the worst dialogue <laughs> like just screaming at him and he's like well do the dialogue or find somebody else and she's like you can find literally anybody else and they're always going to get tongue tied these are terrible lines uh-huh. Not but a natural way that people it's would It's not natural at all, right? So all I can think of is that. So when people would talk shit about Kristen Stewart in the Twilight movies, I'm just like, did you people even pay attention to the shit that she had to say? She was going to do an awful job. And then the other guy, like the other lead is, um, oh, Christ, like Robert Pattinson, who was like, I always, I can never remember his name. So I would just call him Cedric Diggory, which is his... Uh, name. He was a character in uh, one of the Harry Potter movies, okay. and he's a phenomenal actor. In fact, he's in that uh, weird lighthouse movie with uh, Willem Dafoe. You seen previews for that? There's it's new fucking one. Crazy it's black yeah. and white art, yeah, 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 art yeah. like art noir. Like I want to see that. Yeah, desperately. So he's a he's on that level of an actor where he can spend a, a two and a half hour long movie where it's only him and Willem Dafoe. That's mm-hmm. how good he is. And they said, oh, he was a terrible actor, too. Like, do people need to understand that Twilight was horrible? Anyway, Kristen Stewart is such a good method actress that she lived with Joan Jett for, like, six months and only wore Joan Jett's clothes <laughs> when she played her in the movie The Runaways. Cool. She's like, I'm not going to let – why would I need a costume designer when Joan Jett and I are the same size? I'm going to wear her clothes that she actually wore that's, when she was in The Runaways. That's pretty cool. It is really cool. And I yeah. saw the movie, and I'm like, this is a great fucking movie. Like, she just killed it. So you would think when uh, someone is uh, reading – see, they're doing a movie, and uh, you got good actors. They're known good uh, – known people. Yes. Forget it. And, and it's a little bit clunky. I, I, I'm sure they say – they discuss some of this stuff sometimes – but but some I'm sure some uh, directors will just let someone change some of the words around. And absolutely, it flows better. They don't fucking say anything. That's absolutely true. But some guys are assholes. This we need to be said these well, exact words. I have two examples. One the, the the so the the reasoning that they didn't that they used for not changing dialogue in the Twilight movies is because they were taking directly from books that teenage girls would crucify them uh, or if they had changed too much. So that was one thing. But there's also 
like I feel like most directors, at least that I've ever heard of, uh, that they, they'll they want them to do as much as they as they can, mm-hmm. and then pick the best thing. It's kind of like digital photography. Like you take a thousand pictures, right. and you something's pick the best. The be- something is going to look good. I know I, that's I know that's really that sounds terrible, but it is actually the truth uh, when it comes to a lot of photographers. So um, I was going to s- go ahead. The Cohen brothers. Yes. You're familiar with those guys, right? Oh, Brother yes. War Art, Thou, The Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah. They do not let anyone riff or do anything. They wrote the script. They wrote the screenplay. Oh. One guy writes a screenplay. One writes a script, which is, you know, different things, and hands it to the people and go, these are your lines. You're not changing a single word, and they don't change a single fucking word I can kind of see that. Wasn't the Coen Brothers, uh, 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 fuck. Fargo. Yes. Yep. I so knew that. Which I knew that. You're like, yes. Fargo. I could see that because uh, that's not a lot of dialogue, but it's really nuanced and funny to yes. where it's like you probably need to stick to that. Yeah, absolutely. I could see that. And most of those actors that were in like in like in Fargo, they're not comedic actors. No. They're handed a script and they need to read from the script and they need to do it the right way. And that's and the Coen brothers are just they're weird like that. Like they're yeah. they're I want to say Tarantino's like that too. But people want to work for the Coen brothers. Like they, if they're given the opportunity, they'll go Because Shit, they don't yeah. yeah, well, um um uh, Lebowski, the fuck is his name? The Jeff, big. Jeff, Jeff. Oh, that's not his first name. The big. It's the big. <laughs> no, it's Jeffrey Lebowski, not Brid- the guy Bridges, in the wheelchair. Bridges. Jeff Bridges. There we go. Jeff yeah. Bridges said he loves working with the Coen Brothers, and I said, really, you know, I don't like the creativity. He goes, creativity. They have more creativity in their toenail clippings than I'll ever have in my entire life. They have. So do what they say. Kind of I do what they say, and it's an easy paycheck, and they make me look good. Yeah. How many times in your life you're going to be paid to look good and, and look like me instead of a supermodel? Because the truth it's of the matter perfect. is also most, most, half, I don't know. Most a half. Good, a good number of actors, if, if they're just out having conversation, a good number of them, they're not really that good on their own. Some of them just aren't, you know, they're kind of lacking a little bit. It kind of depends on where they come from. If they yes. cut their teeth on stage, then they're always going to be really good. They got it because own. they're flamboyant. They're doing this. And they don't yeah. get more than, they get one, you get one try. Yeah. That's it. You, that, so it's like Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman didn't do a single movie or TV show until he was like 45 years old. Die Hard. Uh-huh. Die Hard was the, the first Die Hard movie. was the first movie that Alan Rickman I did uh, was in. That. I did not know that. Crazy. Uh, he was a stage actor. Hmm. Uh, uh, Picard. What the fuck is that? Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart is another thing. Now, he did a few movies and some TV shows, but he was primarily a stage actor, specifically a Shakespearean stage seems actor. like it yes yeah exactly and you can tell in his delivery he's he's amazing mm-hmm. so if they cut their teeth on that then i'm sure that they get they're they're fucking phenomenal no matter what but you know uh everybody's got their own bag i guess um improv people people that come from like second city in chicago yes. or uh you know the hollywood improv or like the what is it, the groundlings have you heard mm-hmm. of them mm-hmm those people are all really, really good. That's like, you know, people like Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, people that went on to go to SNL. Those people just absolutely destroy acting roles because they had to learn a new 20 minutes or 30 minutes worth of material every single week. Right. Or they're making it up on their own, and on, and like on like that night, an improv. And then on the other end of that, like I was mentioning before, though, there are some actors that are kind of recluse and they're just, they're almost, they don't almost know what to say or how to act so to speak, or behave they, without a script. And here's your motive, and here's what you're doing. Okay, I got this. And then they'll, now they've, Daniel now they're somebody. Yeah, those, those yeah. method actors are, oof, 
Did we talk about that? Daniel Fucking Day-Lewis weird. is a, is a uh, cobbler. Yeah, he is a cobbler. Hey, and you hey, just hey, go and get his shoes fixed. Is oh, a, I thought you could go get like cherry cobbler. Uh, we'll be interviewing um, <laughs> for new uh, podcast co-hosts next no, week. No, after no, that, just actually, I, I learned. I'm this. glad you didn't say peach cobbler, you fucking southerner. I hate, I love peach. I know. I I know. I just don't. I mean, I I just I can't. Actually, if I were to have a cobbler, uh, this is cheating, but uh, it's just slight diversion. It would be uh, you know rhubarb is my favorite pie. Uh huh. You can do rhubarb cobbler. I mean, cobbler is basically just a flat pie. Well, I mean, it's a kind little of. different than that. The crust is different. It's, yeah, it's kind of similar. It's kind of like a Mexican food, you know, where it's just it's flat or it's folded or it's rolled, and it's all kind of tastes similar. Oh, God. <laughs> do, we just, do we piss off our seven Hispanic? What is this we shit? You're the one that pigeonholed uh, Mexican food into folded, flat, <laughs> or, rolled. or rolled, you fucking dick. That's... <laughs> oh god like you said that to the wrong person like the only other person on earth that would be worse to say that to would be like i don't know like i can't even think of somebody worse that you could say that to like oh, you're lucky I'm, we're friends in fact what they ought to do is categorize the menu that way they ought to say here's the rolled items and here's the folded items and here's the flat items <laughs> you tell you fucking eat at taco bell you fucking oh, i know i do not uh-huh it sounds like it I from that chant that from that statement it sounds like you're taco bell through and through uh-huh <laughs> kind of like that no anyway we're gonna be leaving not leaving we're gonna be we're gonna go on a short break here short, in a little bit coming up because we're getting along because folks iss for those of you that don't know international space station space station is <laughs> gonna be flying over and it's it's probably raining and snowing right now, so it's not going to get to be seen by our eyeballs. But we're maybe we're going to give the old college try. Yeah, it's going to be in like ten minutes. It's fine. We're so good. That'll happen. But uh, um, what was I going to say? There was something else I was going to say about uh, oh, not folding. We're going to put down an entire culture's fucking menu. No. Like you can look, I, I'm not a, even a culture person or a cultured person. No, I'm not, I'm not a culture. You know, I, I'm, I've got some uh, some uh, uh, I'm, I'm waspy. I put it that way. What? You're wasped <laughs> past <laughs> tense. You are <laughs> full wasp. Um, so, you know, we can just bash that all the time. There, no, 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 it's like it's. Oh, God, it's just. I'm not bad. I Mexican love Mexican food, food. Is like some of the most divert. Are you sure you do? I like. I like. What real kind of Mexican, Mexican food. food do you like? The flat, the rolled, or the folded? Because clearly, <laughs> just there's only the three picture. fucking categories. They should just have like a little little meme or a, like a little icon of if it's rolled or flat or. Folded. Why do you think that every good taco shop that's in a white person's neighborhood has pictures? Exactly. Every fucking oh, that one looks of them. good. That's why but that I looks like, just like that, except it's flat. That's why I like Humberto's <laughs> because they have uh, they have a whole like burrito list. They have pictures for like the stuff that most white folks get. Yes, and then they have a whole list of shit that I know most people don't fucking get, like um, uh, cabeza and uh, God, what else they have? Lingua tacos and lingua burritos and all the stuff that just weird cuts that people don't. It's the stuff that they would want to make for themselves. Fuck probably. yeah, or me because I'm weird. Speaking of uh, weird or Mexican restaurants. Have you been to that new? I've not been to the new one on Wallpaper. I haven't. Uh, I've heard good things, and I've heard people uh, complain as well. Which the, is I, and there's also the new people one that complain are like Whitey McWhiterson, and I'm like, you know what? Shut the fuck up. Just <laughs> just shut. They're like, there's no room to sit down. There's no this. There's no that. And I'm like, it was never supposed to be a sit down Mexican restaurant. It was supposed right. to be a larger capacity to serve the stuff that they only served on like Tuesday nights. 
So they want to serve it seven days a week. So people complained about it. I'm just like, how about you just shut the fuck up and go get really good food? Because there isn't jack shit in that neighborhood. No, there's not. You have to go a mile and a half away from that place to El Paraiso. Like you have to go a mile and a half in any. And there's another Mexican restaurant. restaurant off of Banks Bank. No Airway. Uh, that's Gordon. That so that that's the new one that just opened up. Okay. I don't know about another one. Gordon as far as I'm concerned, bank. there's only there's Federico's and then there's my fucking house. Gotcha. That's it. Like uh, that's those are you, good places. You need to make your own. Uh, you need to smash your own uh, tortillas. Uh, I can <clears throat> and I do. It is time consuming. Uh, I and yeah, I, yeah. I I should do that. I actually have some really good um, uh, blue corn flour. Actually, mm-hmm. that and I, have you ever had blue corn chips yeah, or yeah? They have the just a For different my friend rich, George like, back in Atlanta. Oh, they, they make all their that, shit like that. That's the best. Yeah, yeah. I've got a nice uh, cast iron tortilla press. I got a wooden one too, but a wooden one is what I would give to you because you're like white and weak. I think he actually. I think he actually. <laughs> I think he actually. Uh, uh, George would actually uh, uh, crush his own corn. I mean, he just did this once, just to do it. Just yeah, just that, that's just the kind to say of that you did it. He's gonna, course, I'm gonna yeah. make it from. I'm gonna dry it out. I'm gonna do this. We're gonna smash it, and we're gonna we're gonna make it just like that. It's fucking good. See, the last time I did carnitas, I went to, uh, I went and I bought fresh tortillas, like uncooked tortillas that had already been pressed at the taco shop down the street from me. Yeah. And I was like, hey, can I get some raw uh, ta- uh, raw um, tortillas? And they're like, you can buy them at the store. And I'm like, no, I, I want I want good ones because I know that somebody's mom or grandma makes them and brings them in every day. And he started laughing, and he's like, we don't typically sell them. Don't tell anybody. And that's why I'm not saying the name of the taco yeah. shop. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like talking about where you go and pick like wild mushrooms or sure. you don't want to tell anybody about that shit. So – he sold me, was it uh, three dozen for like six dollars? Wow! And I'm pretty sure he thought he got the best deal. He, he fucked over he, Whitey. He, he think he fu- <laughs> fucked over Whitey. And I'm like, dude, six dollars, and they're all like, not quite perfect. And and it's, oh god damn it, they were you, 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 so like, good. Like you went six dollars, and he went okay five. Okay, I make it five. So, no, it's not what I meant. No, I mean here, here, take ten dollars. In fact, I think I did give him a ten spot just because. Yeah. You know, I took them away from the grill and, and all that, but I, oh man, so good. Man, some of these, there's a, a tortilla factory in Southern California. It's probably more than one. Do they one. make flat ones, rolled ones, or folded ones, you <laughs> fucking white motherfucker? Flat white ones. But I, I wonder what the production rate of those is. I mean, they're, they're probably flying out of there like fucking frisbees and just zing, 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 zing. You know, who knows? Have you ever seen a, have you ever been to Tortilleria before? Uh, yeah. Where they make these? Yeah, like a, the factory. No, the closest I came was uh, uh, Taco Re- Bell. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hammer on this forever, Gaines. I can't believe you did that. Well, you're, you're such a reductionist asshole. Like, <laughs> oh god, I'm you're sorry. like that. You're, okay, okay. Right, I'm fine. trying to get past it. I'm trying right, to get past so it. So the closest I came to a to a, a tortilla factory would would be uh, uh, Rio Bravo. In uh, in uh, it's one of the three. It was like a small chain in Atlanta area. I remember looking them up. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I remember and you telling me. We about talked them. about their uh, Chiz Deep. Chiz Deep, which they didn't say that because it's it's a bunch of white people running it. In fact, I think Pepsi Cola bought it eventually. But anyhow, they the were small. Whitest company on the planet. Yes, they were small chain, but they had a they had a machine, you know, about the size of the uh, you know the uh, the kitchen area mm-hmm. over there, and it just sat there squirting out towards it. It was just made them fresh, and you could go over there and get like a slather of them yeah. and dip them in your cheese dip oh man and they're That's, fresh hot off the oh there's fantastic yeah even made with a machine like they're still going to be really good because yeah. they're fresh it's being like somebody put that masa together and threw it into the hopper for that machine yeah. like that's yeah, I went to one in in Vegas because uh, I 
I uh, didn't know how to read the website. Mm-hmm. There's a, I can't remember the name. Uh, it's like Manny's or something like that. There's a, they're uh, Mexican like supermarkets mm-hmm. uh, and you can buy really great. I mean, just amazing uh, carne asada and carne seca and pollo asado and just like all these different things. You can go in there and they have giant chicharron that's like one giant fucking pork rind mm-hmm. and they just knock a piece off and put it in a bag <laughs> and smash it and hand it to you. Like the wow. fucking amazing, right? Yeah. So I Googled it. I was like, where's the nearest one to me? And I was like, oh, cool. I'll go to that. And I didn't go to a storefront. I like walked up to him. This looks like a factory, but I don't know. Uh, whatever. I'm not going to judge Maybe them. It's in the corner. You know? Right. Like I've been, I've been to, uh, you know, Mexican grocery stores that are in the hood. So like this place looked safe and it was just a big steel building. So I walk in, read, read that real quick. Former FBI official under criminal investigation after allegedly altering document in 2016, Russia probe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this, this goes deep corruption deep. aside. It yes. goes deep. Yep. We have to dig deeper. Yep. Go ahead. Cheese deeper. Say. Uh, th- by the way, this segment brought to you by Tower uh, Tower, Station. Tower Station Beer. And I'm only a fourth in, and I'm buzzed because uh, I have not much to eat today. So, Mother Road Brewing out of Flagstaff, Arizona, Tower Station. Yeah, IPA. It'd be great to be sponsored by them. Actually, I know we're just bullshit. I think it. W- <laughs> I think we should give Tim Wright a first refusal to sponsor us I, before I, we go outside of Blackbridge. That's tr- true. <laughs> <laughs> but but you did you did say that he actually he acknowledges this beer is pretty he, fucking fantastic. He took a sip of it and set his pint down and pushed it away from me. He goes, "I will never make an IPA that good." And I'm like, "Yeah, you will." So not like with that attitude. Cl- not. Yeah, not with that attitude. <laughs> uh, that but that is one of the best IPAs I've ever had. Uh, it's won awards at uh, GABF several times. So I assume they have just, it obviously on tap. And they uh, absolutely like, have it on tap. I, I need to go up there and have that on tap. Well, I mean, let's go to Flagstaff right now. It's probably a little snooey. All right, that's short. Done with this show. All right, right, folks, we'll be right back. We're going to go get fucked up in Flagstaff two hours down the road. Anyway, uh, so I walk up to this. I want to say it's called Manny's. So I walk up, and it's got a sign that says Manny's and his phone number and all that. And I I just open up the door, and I walk in. There's a secretary sitting there. She's like, can I I help you? And I was like, yeah, I think I came. I I just I'm at the warehouse, aren't I? And she started laughing. She goes, "Did you find us on Google?" And I said, "Like yeah. I'm with INS." Yeah, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Sorry. So I, she said, "Did you find us on Google?" And I said, "Yeah." Uh, I'm really sorry. I'll I'll go. And she's like, "No, it's fine." What did you need? And I said, "Really, I was just gonna get some uh, tortillas. I want to pick up some your guys's pre-made carne uh, carne seca because it's so so good, and I can never get the beef to do what you know what I wanted to do." And she's like, well, I can definitely help you with the tortillas. Um, and so she's like, come with me. And she gave me a hairnet. I had wow. to put a hairnet Got on. A I factory went, tour. I went out on the factory floor and saw they're just like cranking out thousands. Yeah, they're just thousands flying, per minute. flying across the room, just probably spitting them out. Fucking amazing. I mean, it wasn't yeah. quite flying across the room, because, yeah. but it was only uh, about 80% automated. Like the last, they, they had... Um, like little ladies, you know, wearing with gloves and mask mm-hmm. on and, and hair nets just at the end of the line, mm-hmm. uh, grabbing the tortillas. And they would take them throw this one, throw throw one, keep three, throw another one because it w- they were broken or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I asked, what are you going to what do you do with those? And she's like, she pointed over to this giant deep fryer. And that's what they make their tortilla chips out of. Oh, OK. No waste whatsoever. Tip, typical of a Mexican kitchen. Sure. It's just like on a grand Or my scale. grandparents like, who were brought up during the Depression. Yes, yeah. No, no waste whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that was that was great. And then the, because I g- was given the tour, she gave me a hat and a fifty percent off coupon. So I went over to the nearest one, which was like a mile away, nice. and went to the actual supermarket. But you also got some fresh out of the factory. Fuck I yeah, assume. I did. Are yeah. you kidding me? She gave me yeah, she gave me. Like, I think I bought five 
five dozen or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, four or five dozen. Oh, God damn it. And they're so, did you make, so did good. Did you make any folded Mexican food after that? I can't believe you. You're one of the I worst. I bet you made some rolled Mexican food with those. Those probably rolled up nicely, nice and fresh. <laughs> it's time. It's coming over right now. We'll, Is it, we'll be right back, right. folks. How come your alarm didn't go off? Ground control to Major Tom. Ground control to Major Tom. Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. Ground control to Major Tom. Sing countdown engines on Three, two, check ignition and may God's love be with you. Thank you. 
Paul loves Mexican food and he wants everybody to know it. He also so loves Mexicans. Sorry. The best Mexican food I had not too long ago was one of those places where they, my went, house. where they make, the, other than that, where they make the guacamole at your table. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. nice. Where was that? In a gay part of Atlanta. Like which meant what means Atlanta? Like I was gonna say Atlanta. <laughs> it's like saying ITP. the black. It's like saying the black was, part of Atlanta. It was I, ITP uh, inside uh, the perimeter. When was this? I was before I moved here, so it wasn't. It wasn't that. What recently. a prick! I yeah. can't believe the best Mexican food you've ever had was not in Georgia. I'm sorry, that doesn't exist. You know, actually, I have to think about this. I th- there probably was another because uh, you know there, there's plenty of. Of Mexicans in the Atlanta area, also. So you oh, go, absolutely. You go Somebody's got to do the fucking real job. Go to some shithole that's in a neighborhood somewhere, yeah. and you find the real food, and they they're looking kind of funny, like you. Are you lost? You're not. You're not gonna probably like. The, you're not gonna like this food. I'm like, oh yeah. Use everything but the oink. That's right. <laughs> I might like this food actually. So. Most of our Mexican food here, as we all know, has been highly Americanized. It has been. I, there's some places, and you have to become kind of a regular. If you don't look Hispanic, mm-hmm. you kind of have to become a regular at the the places like locally to where you can where they know oh this guy or these people you people there's got to be some kind of connection between Scots or Scottish and 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 Hispanic or Mexican poor <laughs> so there's that no that's absolutely but true. but like, they did have wild like, boars and they got pig in Mexico and that kind of, so there's some there's got to be some it's kind of similar, a common yeah. food. There's going to be some narrow window of food opportunity in there. Like somewhere. Mexican haggis? What would Mexican haggis be? <laughs> I don't know. It, I'd be, yeah. I feel like there's just burritos. Like yeah. It's just like a mystery meat burrito you get on the street. It would be great to have like a, a real barely English-speaking Hispanic person on a cooking show with a true Scott who is making haggis. And you can't understand either one of them. <laughs> they're both speaking English, but, but it's so broken and so that would. Be, but they're both happy. They're using the most again. most of the animal. They're both very happy about this. Of they're course, not, not yeah. Wasting yeah. into the animal. Well, so. that's a good dear friend of mine years ago taught me that the the best food around the world in any cuisine is going to be the cuisine that the poor people make. Oh, yeah. Because they know how to take something that is tough and leathery and either slow cook it or throw spices at it or boil it like they do in Scotland, grind mm-hmm. it up and shove it in a cheap stomach. Mm-hmm. Like they they just they know how to make not only make a little bit stretch a long way and feed a bunch of mouths, but also make it taste delicious at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and I, I there's definitely some parallels there with uh, like pretty, you know, uh, quiz, uh, uh, authentic Mexican cuisine. So you have Scottish to, food. You have to wonder also back in the uh, thousands. Let's say you know the year one thousand, like ten sixty cents. One thousand. Jesus. <laughs> ten sixty six Norman Conquest. Okay, so so but what kind of spices did the Scots have back then? That, that was my point. Now I know the the English were Dirt. going. <laughs> I know. In 1066, they weren't going anywhere. Well, they were. When? When were? When? When? I, I should know when. this. When did the English first kind of, or the Brits set sail and go somewhere and get spices? Like when? What year was that first moment? I wonder where they brought some spices back and we got to flavor something. I I, I don't was. know, but I don't know if it's happened yet. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> crazy how it's one of those fucking funny Twitter accounts that I follow years ago said it tweeted something like. Uh, you know, crazy how the British spent 500 years going around the world and doing nothing but raping and pillaging and plundering for spices, and they refused to use them back at home. 
<laughs> which is not true. I, I real well, but it is kind it's of. It's a little bit. It true. is. I've never been to to England, but I I understand that the reason why Gordon Ramsay left a, a three Michelin starred restaurant that he was he was you know about to become executive chef and he left in uh, north north of Paris. He left it, uh, and Jacques Pepin was the the chef that asked him, "Why would you leave, Gordon?" You're my protege. I he said I have to go back to England and show them how to, how to eat food that has flavor. <laughs> and I I'm not even joking. Like that's that's literally a story that him and Jacques Pepin told on some talk show. Nice. And it's and it's the absolute truth. Except obviously there's some people in the United Kingdom that uh, you know, that know good food because their state dish is in in in, in England. England. The state dish of England, do you know what it is? Uh spotted dick. No, it's not. It's chicken tikka masala. I, if I had no that's idea. The, that's the Indian influence. Yeah, it's okay. crazy, it's right? Good. Which is have some spice, a little bit of spice, just a, a little, tad, just a, little a tad. Bit. Just Considering a little that bit. masala means chai. that's, that's kind of what spice. that was all about. I guess we're gonna go to India. We're just gonna take it over. We're gonna they, take they everything over. We're gonna we're gonna make gin. Right. Uh, we're gonna make them speak uh, Hindu. Or put, excuse me, put Hindi, some shit together. Hindi with an English accent. Curry, quote unquote. We're gonna put it all together and right. I'm going to uh, make something out of it. Real so, quick, though, folks, we did. We were sorry we abruptly left you and went to break, but we had to go out and see the International Space Station come over because it doesn't come over very often. Come to find out it is going to be like the next, next couple days, next like four days. It makes like eight or nine passes. But yeah. uh, when it's a clear sky here in Kingman, you can actually see it go all the way across the sky. And just now it was brighter. It was the it would have been like the brightest star in the sky. It was very it was bright. Moving. And we didn't think we we're going to see it because it's been raining. We're, you, you guys are listening to this like a week back, but. It was raining a lot, very cloudy. We said, fuck it, we'll try it. And um, Joe set an alarm. And it didn't work. go alarm. It was like a notification that gave you five minutes warning yeah, to get outside and look at it. And did it did not happen. So he glanced down and said, holy shit, we got to go out. And it was so funny because it's partly cloudy. And some of it you couldn't really see. And we're like, well, we're trying to figure out. We kind of got it nailed down on where it's going to be, if it's going to be. And then he said, like three and a half more minutes. So I said, all right. And then he goes, holy, wait a minute. It's about a minute away. And then he looked at his phone and was looking at it down and goes, according to this, that'll be about right there. And, and I pointed directly at it as, as it, it was. Right, it came out of a cloud. It was right, it came flying, I flying over. I couldn't do that again if I tried. I, I was hilarious. I was channeling my inner Maui yeah. from Moana, which I assume you haven't seen. And it was this. nice and bright, though. It, it was, was bright. Very yeah, it was clear. Cool. It was pretty. It, I didn't hear any jet engines, though, so I didn't, it can't be real. Of course not. No, it's cool. It, well, and of course I text Chris, and I was like, he said, well, he texted me. He goes, hey, what are you guys doing? And I said, uh, I sent him the picture that I took. Is like, that uh, dot in the center is uh, the ISS orbiting. And he goes, I, I said, those astronauts are the only thing higher than you right now, Chris. And he started laughing. And he said, uh, I, 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 I'm, he said, I'm too high to be worried about space ISIS. <laughs> So, no, not, no. not. I didn't, I didn't even ISIS. correct it. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You you should probably don't worry. Don't about worry that. about space. No, space ISIS. ISIS. You, sh- you should make a ISIS. post right now as we're talking. You should post that picture on Cartoon Casual. I'm I'm gonna like do it right now. While we're talking. I don't I don't I don't I'm not like you. I don't like to get on my phone. While oh, we're talking. poppycock. Boo. Oh, poppycock. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Except I can multitask, you can't. Not multitask, oh. but I can talk and text at the same time. But you really can't because there's many conversations I've had by myself because you were on your phone talking true. to one of your many girlfriends. Hey, stop. <laughs> it's not true. Oh, okay. That's a little true. <laughs> it's not. It, no, it's, I, I don't have many girlfriends. I, I, I don't do that. I can't. I, I don't know how to, how to use the word in English. What? Never mind. What word? Many. 
you don't know how to use the word many in no, English. I, well, I wasn't just. I was trying to find other words. Never mind. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Plethora. <laughs> Doesn't matter. So uh, anyway, space ISIS. Space ISIS. That's a new worry. And we were going to talk about. Uh, no, we talked about uh, your tortilla adventure in the uh-huh. factory. And uh, there was and some, you and then you denigrated uh, you know, an entire region's uh, cuisine. No, that was cool. That's not what happened. Anyway, spices, 1066. No, uh, actually, I know that the Varangians, which is what a lot of folks in Central Europe call the Vikings. Mm -hmm. uh, They've been doing a little bit more research on Viking shit. I know we talked about this a year or so ago. Uh, But uh, I was rereading some things, and I actually obtained a copy of Ibn Fadlan, which is like an an Arab Muslim who was around, I think he lived from like about 9, 10... AD to like like 970 AD or something like that like he and he okay. he was actually uh oh, I hate bringing this up but he is uh the main character in the 13th warrior which is a fictionalization of what he actually did why do you hate bringing that up because it's a terrible fictionalization it's one of the worst movies ever it's one of my favorite movies but it's a terrible movie okay but Ibn Fadlan was a guy who got in trouble uh Trying to, I think he was sleeping with a sultan's daughter or something. He was cast out of Baghdad. But because he was of noble birth, they couldn't put him to death or anything like that. So they put him on a uh, like a diplomatic mission to uh, to the, go to the Bulgars on the, next to the Volga River, which in what's now Russia between Russia mm-hmm. and Bulgaria, to teach them um, to teach them. They, they were they had, they had gone out and sent missionaries out, and they were baptized or whatever. They were converted to Islam. But they hadn't learned a lot of the customs. They were still kind of adhering to their old shit. So the the sultanates or the caliphate sent him out and said, you need to go and do this and get away from my daughter. Yeah, just get the hell so, out of here for Right. A so he ended up getting hooked up with these uh, Varangians, is what he called them. But they were they're essentially Vikings. What I found out is that Vikings were just like kind of the the pirates. Uh, privateers is the best way to put them. It was the privateers of Scandinavian culture. So it's like mercenaries in a way. This, oh, no, uh, nah, that's not right. More like a private, like more like a pirate that is working for the state. Okay, that goes and just plunders and brings brings back you know spoils or whatever buckets of stuff. <clears throat> right. But there was also a lot of trading that once they realized about halfway through the Viking Age, which was only about four hundred years, when when they realized the, the 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 you know with their Norse culture, they decided that uh, it was much better to set up a peaceful trade. Mm-hmm. peaceful being a relative terms like hey you better trade with us or we're just going to take it mm-hmm. and so they made it as far as there's offer evidence you can't refuse an offer you can't like the refuse. mafia comes in i think you need a little security around here yeah i think yeah. you're gonna need security no, I, i'm like, good i got I'm good. Any problems. And they kick over your fucking go, oh i guess i do need some security yeah all of a sudden security <laughs> so they made it there's evidence to, to support the fact that um the uh, Vikings and Norse culture made it as far east as Baghdad, and uh, and is also enough further north uh, to what's now Saint Petersburg, used to be called Petrograd or whatever. And so, those guys were the first ones to, and you know, they I don't know if you know this, the Vikings and Norse culture uh, started kind of with a bang. They uh, invaded and plundered Lindisfarne uh, uh, monastery. Like barely off the coast of Northumberland, okay. like, uh, east coast of England. I didn't know that specifically, but seven ninety three, I think, is when it was seven ninety three okay. AD. 
So uh, when that happened, it was with about 100 years later is when they kind of realized, hey, we can like trade with these people. And they spread as far as, you know, quite and a ways stop, east, a thousand miles stop east. Stop plundering with a hammer. Right. Or whatever. Exactly. And kind yeah. of back the fuck off a little bit. Exactly. And, yeah. So uh, in that's who those are the original people to bring a lot of different spices like black pepper. Okay. And. Um, salt mines in uh, Eastern uh, Eastern Europe, which is you know I don't know if you know that Eastern Europe's known for these gigantic. What, fucking what year salt was mines. this? Probably about that would have been around eight uh, around eight fifty or so, 800, okay. 850 AD. Okay, and then uh, the the they say that the end of the quote Viking Age was uh, ten sixty six, which was the Normans, which the Normans were essentially the descendants of what you would call Norse culture, Northman Norm mm-hmm. Normans, mm-hmm. and ten sixty six when they when they invaded England, and then that's. That those trade networks were already there, so you got things that you wouldn't like uh, rosemary and basil and da, da, da. I literally was just reading about. Okay, this stuff so a couple so of days they ago, did so it's four, super fresh. So cutting to the chase, so around a thousand or somewhere around there, Scots would have have had some spices. They would have had some lim- limited amount. Yes, they have their big pig stomach. Or uh, goat sheep, stu- sheep, sheep stomach, not pig stomach, and then throw some leaves in there, some bay leaves yeah. maybe, or who knows. Yeah, but that was the other thing, too, is you had all sorts of weird shit that grew around there. Like, I don't know if you've ever, have you ever had a salad made with dandelion yes, leaves before? It's have, got yeah. a peppery finish to it, yeah, right? Yeah. That's, you, so you that, could, that'll help. You could yeah. season with shit like that. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. like, people have been using sea salt since, like, people realize that they dunk their, dry dunk their meat in, in the ocean. In the ocean, like, oh shit. Or uh, one of my favorite episodes of, uh, Anthony Bourdain's No Reservations is when he's on the southern coast of Spain, and he's with Jose Andres, which is oh, and they had those all those big badass outdoor oven things or something that we're talking about. They, no, they were doing it. They were doing like a seafood boil. They were making paella, okay, like a like a country style paella. Uh, it wasn't exactly the one I was. And they're about right that. on. They're on the beach, okay, on a rocky beach, and it's you know, and and he's uh, oh shit, Anthony, we forgot. Uh, or no, Anthony goes, oh shit, Jose, we we, we forgot salt. He goes. Salt. What the fuck we need salt for? The fucking Anthony, you French chefs don't know shit because Jose Andres is Spanish. You yeah. fucking French chefs, you don't understand. There's as far as I can millions see, out millions there, millions of square miles of salt. It's right there, and he's like, I fucking take care of it. And he just grabs the pot, mm-hmm. dumps the water out that Anthony Bourdain had put in there, walks up knee deep into the ocean and just scoops it up. And he goes, Is this too much? And he's like, Dump half of it out. And that's what they use the water that they cooked all their clams and shit in. Cool. And I'm like, That's fuck. And I'm sure that's you know, yeah. K people were doing that. So, oh yeah. But as far as like uh, I don't know, you figure fourteen or uh, seven seven hundred something or others when the um, the Moors started to make it into southern Spain, and I they had a huge trade network that stretched from like Central Africa all the way to the Middle East. So I'm sure there was some of those some of that stuff was uh, already there, spices there, gotcha. but the. The English were the ones that wanted to capitalize on. I don't think they were just in the business of the British Empire. Like I don't think that they were in the business of discovering stuff like that. They wanted to, how sure, are we going to turn this into money? How are we going to monetize this and bring this shit back yeah. for jolly old England? Because like you, people point out and laugh, like you said, we didn't really use it to spice our food. <laughs> we use it to yeah, make, apparently along the way they forgot where those spices came from and forgot to use them or something. Were, uh, yeah, because it is kind of it is a true thing. But like I said, now you pointed out, and I recall this because I was over there. There was a lot of Indian restaurants in a lot. Well, London, a, well, and they yeah. were offered. They were considered British citizens. Yes, you know, I mean, they. they was even though it was okay, it was a colony. They were considered British uh, citizens, so they could come back, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for more opportunity or whatnot. And I mean, let's like, when did India gain its independence? It was like it wasn't late nineteen fifties or something, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, 
Jet, was with uh, Gandhi and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, jet travel. I mean, air travel was yeah. going on at yeah. that time. So, like, it, it would be very easy for someone from India to make go to London and, and make their way. Is that good or a bad thing? Did, can we blame the airplane for good or bad? Both. Everything's got a everything's got a double edge, right? You can make the world is smaller, but now we can run over there and bomb you, too, if we don't like what you're doing. That, that's true. Or we can, you know, fly your own planes into your buildings. Right, you can do that with those. Remember that? Remember when we used to be able to, like... You know, go to an airport and just get on the airplane. Yeah, just walk in and get on the yeah. airplane. Like you have, have your family wait for you at the gate. Oh, hey, how's it going? Which you can actually do that at a bunch of airports now. Oh, really? They're yeah. backing off. Cincinnati, Columbus, Dayton. I want to say. Um, you mean to meet your family at the gate? Yeah. Thing? Yeah. God, I want to say one. I think Midway, not uh, O'Hare. It's a bunch of medium-sized airports. I know there's a list. Sure. There's probably thirty of them where you can. Yeah, because do it at the gate. Practically, there's there's so many large, extremely busy airports. It's just not really going to be. It's probably not great. Can't yeah. can't do this. Got to get move them in and move them out. Get people out of here. You know what? What what I really want to know though is what what like what happened to DB Cooper. I'm still obsessed with this, Paul. I was reading up on it a couple of days ago. I was really bored. I was pooping at work. So uh, the obviously they never found any remains of anybody out there. They found chunks of parachute, parachute cord. They found up uh, and money. Three separate spots of like money. Yeah, yeah. yeah they just I I just got to know. Did. Did you ever watch Mad Men? Yes, a little bit. Not, not I didn't get hooked on did, it and really watch it, but yes, I did watch so it. So I I watched probably a season and a half, maybe two seasons of Mad Men. I it kind of it got to a point where it was just really just it was hard to watch guys just get drunk and just be abusive to people <laughs> for that, like week in week out, bang their secretaries. Uh, yeah, and, right. Yeah. I mean, but it was a cool show. Like the dialogue was cool and it was nice to see a period drama that wasn't sanitized. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it was almost like you were watching an actual depiction, like a real life depiction. Mm. And so anyway, I enjoy they had, they had booze in their offices just all over the constantly, place. Constantly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, and I, I mean, you do too. I mean, you definitely, yeah, have but booze I don't really, office. this is after hour. It was not whatever. Yes. There's a whole shitload of booze. I don't walk around with a fucking, you know, a glass of scotch in your hand. I think you should. I think you'd be better for it. You know what, Just Paul? You around. should drink more. You probably yell at your staff a hell of a lot less. Oh my god! I, it would be funny just to walk around with the actual gla really expensive glass, a yeah, crystal glass, just of like scotch. a Swarovski crystal decanter and two glass set, and right. just walk around and be like, ah, I have a nice. Yeah, you're doing it wrong. Have, have a nice little setup right over here. People yes. walk in the next morning, like tomorrow morning. And go, what? What's going on? Like a globe. Yeah. The globe with the, the scotch set in there. <laughs> that was kind of, that was, that was a good old days back in the 50s. Good, the good old days for First, rich white men. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's yeah. it. That's it. So anyway, the reason I bring that up is there was this uh, fan theory about Mad Men that the very, because, you know, it was getting toward the tail end of this the, the last season. And they did kind of like a Breaking Bad thing. Okay. Well, remember Breaking Bad, their last season was split up into two parts. Yes. You know, and you had to wait. It was like two months or something like yeah. that. I think two or three months before they did the last like five or six episodes, and uh, they did that with Mad Men. And in between that, there are all these people trying to figure out what the theory is, and they like they the, or what the, how it was going to end. And the best one that I read was that the uh, I forget the guy the lead the lead guy like his uh, his character's name, but that he uh, was DB Cooper. He wanted a way oh. out, and he, he, yeah, and they fleshed it out. This theory was air fucking tight, and I sent it to Tim because Tim's the one who got me into the show because I used to go over and just hang out with him and drink. We would drink scotch or drink bourbon or whatever and watch Mad Men, like mm -hmm. just make a thing out of it, and on Sunday nights. And 
I sent that to him and he read it and he goes, holy shit, someone put a lot of effort into this. It was like a 2,000 word article on, you know, is so-and-so D.B. Cooper? And I'm like, and his name was, I want to say, I can't think of the character. I have to look it I, up. I thought I saw some kind of a sort of to be taken accurately sort of documentary on D.B. Cooper a handful of years ago or something. Okay. And I thought that that there was someone someone living on the West Coast somewhere that that claimed that their uncle or this or that was actually D.B. Cooper. I don't know if it was they were on the West Coast, but I know that the guy you're talking about, the FBI's prime suspect, was from Minnesota, if I, okay. if, if I remember correctly. And maybe it's the same. And that one. was in the past few years. It was after he died. Okay. But on his deathbed, he told people, here's the evidence. Uh, maybe, this is uh, what that, that sounds familiar now. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. in that he was or something. And he yeah. was their prime suspect since the like the mid-'70s, but they couldn't pin it to him. They didn't have mm. enough evidence. They, all they had was circumstantial. Uh, no, Don Draper. Don. Oh, that's right. Don. And, and It wasn't a shitload of money that Cooper and, jumped out with, though. I don't think it was. I mean, it was like. I wasn't like fifty grand or something like that. Yeah. Fifty grand in the. I think it was like one hundred seventy-five thousand. Oh, okay. That's what, let's okay. look that up. But that's not that with like the mid seventies. Is that when it was? Uh, seventy-one maybe. Jumped out the back of a seven twenty-seven because it has the stairs that drop down. You and you that you there. can after that you couldn't activate it while it was in flight anymore. You couldn't yep. uh, open it up. Yep. November twenty-fourth. That's oh, in a few days. November twenty-fourth, nineteen seventy-one. Seventy-one. Yeah, I think it was about it was, it was less than a million easily. Was it like five, like hundred seventy-five or five hundred thousand? Two hundred thousand. That was what okay. he asked for, and it was one. A, that's one point two million in uh, U.S. Uh, dollars or in uh, modern day dollars. Okay. Uh, let's see. So here's what I think happened, and, and I'm going to rain everybody's parade, uh, just like uh, Epstein. Okay. Anyway. Wow. Pro- probably because he at, didn't kill at, himself at night and. In the Pacific Northwest, he probably got fucking hurt, you know, come crashing through a tree in his parachute and probably got fucked up, probably was alive and probably got eaten by a fucking bear. Yeah. That's what I think happened. Bears smell the blood. But here's the thing, though. Bears don't attack people unless they feel threatened or they've already eaten a person. Okay. And I don't even know if that's all bears. I know that grizzly bears... They won't even fuck with a person at all. Like they'll just sit down right next to you. Like I've seen video of it. Jesus. The only thing can you imagine? I fear. Fucking... I fear. That's my one of my biggest fears is a bear. Is a bear really? Seriously, I have. A, I, I told George, my buddy back east, this a while back. We we had this. You know, you'd be more afraid of a shark or a bear. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in the woods, I said fucking a bear for sure. Can run faster, climb better. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, uh, a grizzly bear is and they have 10 p- times your size paws and everything else too. i mean they can grab and do st- whatever yeah. a, a shark is bad enough anyway but you you kind of have sort of a chance they have a soft most sharks almost all sharks have a very soft underbelly that you can actually just take a thumb you make a fist with your thumb up right. and jam it in their underside and nine times out of ten they'll go away from How you about because you jam not, in their eyeballs too eyeball is another one but so there's a ways you can kind of if the shark's too big they teach you this and like it, they teach you, like if you're gonna go and uh, get like ocean open water certified mm-hmm. scuba, or if you got like me, you go to some place in Mexico and get right. s- certified in the pool. They tell you that either you make a fist with your thumb up mm-hmm. and jam it up as hard as you can, like under their jaw or on their belly, mm-hmm. and because they have no bones there, just it's kind they of have, thin, they only have cartilage there. It's, it's just flesh. Yeah, it's very very thin flesh, or. You poke them in the eye, but you should go for the belly because it's a much bigger target, and you can probably reach it because sharks, their eyes are on the side. Mm-hmm. So if it's too big of a shark or it's coming at you from a weird angle, that thing's going to bite you across the chest or the gut mm-hmm. before you can get your thumb in the eye, but you can get under it and move to the side. So, yeah, 
I, I, I'm with you. I'm actually m- way more terrified of things so, on land than I am. So, in, water. in all seriousness, I, I would have, I'd be very cautious to, to hike, uh, or for sure not camp, uh, like in Pacific Northwest or in Alaska. I'd be afraid as fuck to do that. Yeah, I honestly would. I would, I would say I'm not doing. I would love to do it. I, I love the whole idea of these massive forests and trees and all that shit up there. I really, really would like to do that, but I'm going. Nope. That's how I'm gonna get rip, ripped up as be a fucking grizzly bear. You, can you imagine though? Like when, like, it's like I was telling Porsche about our idea to, or your idea to, hike in and out of the Grand Canyon. And I told her I said I'm not going in and out in one day. There's no way, not unless I train for like an entire year. Because if the postal, postal, yeah, right, Forest Service, the postal the, service, the postal service says don't do that. <laughs> no, in fact, maybe I'll just ship myself to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. I'll just ride on a mule, like in a big package. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, like I told Porsche that like they even the the uh, the park service mm-hmm. recommends like you that they, they say do not do it like the, even I know they in, say to do it I know and I know it. you've you've done it I understand yes, that but right. I haven't you I heard my rationale I told you I would rather take the time and watch the scenery it's not a fucking timed event for me I don't mind uh, going down and doing it you know camping or whatever also I don't I would just like to do it's been a year since I've done it it's yeah, been a handful understood. of years I did it like a lot like one or two times a year when I first moved here and then just haven't done it forever I got diverted you got diverted yeah. fighting corruption yeah, Batman there's no question about that anyway so, yeah. I was telling Porsche I said I'm not going to do that because I don't want to be one of those people that ends up in a book right you know, well they have that one that died- if you go to we talked about South Kai, Kai Bab uh, trail head when you go there, there's a like a like a kiosk thing or a, a board, you know, it talks about, you know, here's some wildlife here and be careful and make sure you have water and all that kind of crap. And there's like a poster, or there used to be, we talked about this perhaps, of this um, marathon runner or something like this, of a female who was training who, um, uh, and was, it was an athlete and she was a group with a group of athletes and they went, they went hiking. Anyway, long story short, she was dead she dead she was right. dead they didn't bring enough water with them i did you know they, they didn't bring enough water with them and they didn't really stick to the trail when they got down there they kind of went wandering off they got turned around and fucked up and then they then they then they decided to split their group up that was a mistake because they split the, the group up and and then uh four of them or something made it back out barely but the two i'm not sure if her boyfriend or the guy she was with also died but i know she did wow and, and she was and it kind of gets your attention she says you know, do you think you're in shape enough to do this hike or something like that? He goes, uh, Sharon uh, Yoblanowicz thought she was too, and now she's dead. Or something like that kind of grabs your attention. With Why that did hit. you go straight to her being Polish? Well, because we have a lot of Polish East, Eastern Bloc things going on now in the news. So, Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Maybe, what she, I, maybe she's Ukrainian. I couldn't think of an Inuit name off the top of my head. So Did, did she work for Brisa? <laughs> I think she worked for an oil and natural gas company. Horrible. That's, anyway, that, that's she, why she, she was in the canyon. She they, was scouting it she out. She was pushed. It's a fucking... She was, it's, it's a conspiracy. Fucking, she's going to be the next meme. She's probably <laughs> laying dead next to Epstein. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so the I deal told is... Portia, like, I don't want to be one of those people... To be, have you ever read Death in the Canyon? I think it's I read called. parts of it, yes. I didn't want to be... I don't want to become one of those people where she's yeah, like, but yeah, what a fucking amazing death that would be, Dad. And I was like, yeah, that's, you're right. Because we talked about that. Because yeah. we had, we're weird. everybody would talk about it for years. Yeah, yeah, and then like you know, uh, like for you, imagine right. being mauled uh, by a bear. No, right, like a, or a plane goes doofing. And, yeah, he's, you know, his Leechy died doing what he loved. Yeah, I think he was pissed off that day, so maybe he wasn't that happy. Maybe he wasn't that happy. He was pissed <laughs> off. He's like, God damn, plastic airplane bullshit. <laughs> I knew that wing was gonna fall off one day. 
I should be I'm the one. I'm the, I'm the one to put it there. So I knew it was going to fall <laughs> off. I shouldn't use the cheap airplane glue. Use the Acme brand instead of it Amazon. Was on, it was on sale. Airplane glue on sale, folks. You heard it here first. I, what, did you like that name? If you started getting into the electro, uh, electric car what game, about that? gains. Oh, it was gains planes and automobiles. automobiles yeah. That's a great name for a fucking. In fact, just because of that name, that's kind of weird. It's like uh, I should start. A, a, a car company or work on automobiles and composites just so I can use that name. So you can use that name. It's kind of like what Tarantino does about movies. Did you ever hear about him? He he guy has all these LPs and you know, all this vinyl, and he'll like just grab an album and put it on and listen to it. Yeah. And then he'll start thinking about, I need to make a movie around this this song. That's absolutely how he writes. It's yeah. weird. Like he'll have yeah. just a basic idea. Right. And he'll go, okay, what kind of soundtrack is it going to have? Which again, that was one kind of where he starts out. One of the questions last night that uh, at trivia at Blackridge, which we won for twenty minutes. We yeah, not even. I think it was about fifteen, about 10, 10, 15, ten minutes. Yeah, and then they said, "No, wait, we sorry, we have a problem with our math. They did the math wrong." I'm like, "God damn it, TJ!" He's and a we lawyer. lost by one point. One point. But I will say that uh, one of the questions on there said. You know, this 2005 film uh, you know, uh, was the, the first writer, one. The writer director sent out a sound, the soundtrack, oh. a copy of the soundtrack burned on CD with each copy of the screenplay that he sent it out to potential, you know, anybody, any of the actors that he wanted to play. Because he didn't audition people. He said, I want you. Half of them were already his friends. Okay. Right. And then the other half, he like he just sent him out to the said, I would love to do this. And it was Zach Braff and it was Garden State. And I remember telling Leon and like. Uh, actually, it was 2004, but this fucking guy's got his timeline wrong, which I corrected him later on after he got the answer. But like, I was proud of that, and then a couple other ones. But goddamn, we really screwed the fucking pooch. There were a couple of uh, questions uh, that we, we really should have gotten right. Yeah, but whatever, it is what it is. We had people that were there supposed to be solid on sports, and they didn't help at all. You had one person that was there that was Mike. solid on, Sorry, on sports. Mike. Yeah, what was it, Reggie <laughs> Reggie Bush? Yeah, we said, was what, Ray, what, what is was Reggie, no, Reggie White? Or Reggie White. What was Reggie White's? Oh, my God. Can yeah, Reggie White's nickname. Uh, and it was the, uh, whatever. And you thought. I thought it was the package. <laughs> <laughs> the pa- the okay, package. Okay, folks. Listen, in my goddamn defense, okay, the way the trivia works, you have four rounds, six questions, and each round has a certain theme. And one of the types of themes that, that, that we do is common thread round. So each question could be, it's totally random. Uh, there's no topic, but each answer has something in common with the others, uh, other six answers. Right. So we're trying to figure it out, and like uh, Garden State was one, and then I thought one was Moby Dick. The book was Moby Dick. They were talking about it and this and that. And I was like. Which was wrong also. It, that was also wrong. It was Treasure Island. Um had we gotten any one of those, we would have won because we only lost by one point. Exactly. Whatever. If yeah. we literally would have answered one other question, or just given partial credit on one question, we would have won. Yeah. But the, the common thread round is you have that's your bonus question. After you answer six, you know, six actual questions, you have six answers. You have the bonus question. The bonus question for a common thread round is what is the common thread? And all, the best we could come up with, the best. Well, the there best. were two. There were two that's topics true. we were okay. we were hammering on. We knew it had to be one or the other. Yeah. Which was uh, alternate like, or nicknames for either. Penises, penises or, or dildos. Dildos, like sex that, toys. That was one category. Right. Or uh, trade names or brand names of weed. 
Yes, like <laughs> strains of weed. So we're for five minutes, we're hammering this out, going, "What the fuck it's either is weed this? or penises?" And and from that, folks, sometimes you don't know the question as it's being asked, so you go, you backtrack, which we've done before. I mean, trying to fill in some we, answers. Yeah, we've figured out the common thread with only three out of six answers to figure out the other three. Right, like that. We've done that before. I yep. know, and especially with the team that we had, because Julia was the one that's helped us. Yep. a couple times. So yep, she has. So then. Uh, Clutch player Julia coming Come. in clutch. And we thought <laughs> apparently all we all screwed the pooch. It was just oh, like lined God. up and screwed that pooch. It was yep. terrible. Gang bang the pooch. Uh, what was it? Uh, well, I don't even remember now what the oh no, it, it was it was it was executive level. Uh, oh, uh, it was a cabinet position. Cabinet like, position. Like Department of State, States. Department of Labor. Yeah, like Garden Interior, Garden State, Labor Party, uh, Treasure Island, Treasury. Department like of the all Treasury. These, yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. not dildos or names of sex toys <laughs> or weed. Or or strains of strains weed. Strains of <laughs> I know we were stuck on weed. And I know. Those. I was like, that's what we think about is masturbation and pot. Apparently, <laughs> Jesus Christ! What a bunch of fucking assholes! Literally, everybody at the table. The funny thing is, we're all highly educated. I know you don't have a formal degree, Joe, but, no, you're but we're, the none of us one are there. none of us are stupid. No, like it's so funny. I mean, you had Mike, Julia, and you. <laughs> that all, all three of you guys have at least a bachelor's degree. Right. Right? In various and things. And other shit. Yeah. yeah. Plus life education. Right. And then you got me and Chris and Holly who fucking are not stupid. And Chris didn't do so well in the music category either. Well, that's because the music category was like Phil Collins or something. No, no uh, it was, no, it was, uh, it was uh, the Cranberries. Yeah. Uh, Julia was the one. Uh, Julia got one album because we had to name all five studio albums of the Cranberries. Right. Julia got one, and then I was like, "You got, a, you got another one." And you I got, got the two. other one. Yeah, so every, yeah, we only got two out of the five. And Julia was pissed several times. She's like, "I had these it. albums." I wish fucking Norma was here. Her mom. I love that she calls her mom and dad by their first names. By the way, I wish Norma was here. She'd fucking know this. Either that, or she'd be disappointed in me that I didn't. Yeah, so we lost that shit. I, there's a reason I brought up the fucking trivia thing. I don't remember, but yeah, the uh, Garden State. Uh, but yeah, that was that. That's that little known fact, folks. It's also it's one of my top five favorite movies. I probably watch which it which I haven't once a seen month. yet. We talked about this. We we're gonna watch. Yeah, it I don't know that you can handle it, especially since I've talked it up so much. Like, uh, uh, am I gonna be yeah. disappointed in it? Uh, no, you won't. I don't think you'll be disappointed. I think you'll be like pleasantly surprised at how good of it. Like, it just it's, it's just a little low budget indie flick, but the dialogue is good. The soundtrack is phenomenal, but. Uh, yeah, Zach Braff handpicked. I don't want to talk about this because we're talking about soundtracks and movies. Yes, like Tarantino. That's how he comes up with a movie. Tarantino. That's how he comes up with it. Like he comes up with an idea for the movie, then he fleshes out the soundtrack, and he listens to those songs while he writes dialogue. Yeah, uh, he does like kind of backwards. Does it? Uh, yeah, Braff sent out uh, copies on CD of the the songs that he wanted in the movie mm. with the with copies of the screenplay. Uh, and What's, he ended up winning an Oscar and a Grammy for it. What's really fascinating is, uh, of course, we listen to Rogan and other podcasts, and you got you always got to think, or I do sometimes as well, if there's some famous actor or producer or director that if they ever sat here, and because you don't want to ask the same freaking questions everybody asks them to. You want to hopefully entertain them a little bit, or you, hopefully they'll be interested and engaged in something other than just the same questions. But one of the common questions, and I understand why you ask this, or why one would ask this, is from Rogan would, I believe he asked often how you, you know, what do you do? What's your process for for writing, you know, because he, he, he has his process for writing his material for being a Absolutely. comedian. Absolutely, yeah. Everybody has their own way to do it. But it, it's just, it's interesting to me how, how people will create a movie, let's say, 
it, it comes from every different angle you can possibly think of. It's not like one formula to, here's what we do first, and then we do this, and then we get the cast together, and then we do that, and then we figure out the music at the end. It's not what it is. It's total opposite. You would think it's that com- might be a way it, to do it. Well, now we're going to have some cool music with it, but it's just the opposite with Tarantino. Like with Tarantino, he had the idea for Inglorious Bastards back in the early 90s because it was going to be the um, uh, Vega brothers. It was going to be their dad. Or I'm trying to remember how it goes. I watched this on a like special Vincent edition. Vega. Like yeah, Vincent Vega and Vic yeah. Vega. Vic Vega is uh, Michael Madsen's character in and, in uh, Reservoir Dogs, yep. and his brother in the Tarantino universe. Mm-hmm. His brother is Vincent Vega, played by John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. Okay. So there, the reason why those two were, and you know Michael Madsen's the guy that cuts the cops ear off, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey, can you hear me?" Talks in there. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Fucking that. You know the the Steelers wheels. Mm-hmm. The Dylan-esque sounds of the Steelers. You can wheels. you cannot listen to that song now with, without thinking about him dancing around. No, and not at slicing all. Slicing off his ear. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I can't hear uh, uh, Roy Orbison's uh, "Girl, you know, you'll be a woman soon." Like you, I can't oh, listen to that without yeah. thinking about Uma Thurman fucking yep. overdosing. Like it, you can't. Yep. Um, and, and, and Travolta in the bathroom, and you're just gonna go in there. You're gonna you're go gonna, in there. You're gonna be nice. You're gonna, you're gonna say, go home. Have a good night. You're gonna go home. You're just gonna jerk off. off. <laughs> Say goodnight. That's it. And he walks out and she's got, she has white milky shit coming out of her mouth. Yeah. In her nose, in her mouth. It's the milkshake. The file oh, yeah, milkshake. Yeah, yeah. I it I bet I watched that. I I watched Pulp Fiction probably oh, once a wait year. Wait a minute. You know what? Now I've missed this trivia thing. <laughs> I I thought it was a chocolate milkshake though. No, it's a file or milkshake. She's like, it's a, it's a vanilla milkshake. Yep. He's like, you don't put bourbon in it or nothing. He's like, no. Oh, you're right. It is a vanilla. Yeah. Now I remember. Yeah. 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 Yep. Five dollars. Anyway, five dollars is not a bad price for a milkshake. Nineteen ninety four. It was for a, a decent restaurant. Five dollars for like a. I'm sorry, one percenter. Jesus. No, it's just not a bad. Hey, price. when are you? Uh, did you donate to the Trump campaign? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say no. No, not no, that you. Not willingly. Not at right? all. Not not that I know of. Well, you don't work. Uh, you're not on like the board of a natural gas company in, in Ukraine, are you? Eastern Bloc. That's sort good. of no. It's probably better for your safety. Yeah, much better. It anyway, yeah. Uh, that Pulp Fiction soundtrack is one of the best. Anyway, it oh is. no, it's fantastic. Uh, the idea for Inglorious Bastards came from a story that um, that uh, like a revenge story that um, Tarantino had heard about when he was a kid about Nazi hunters. Okay. Right, so he, uh, you know, at, but post World War II, which was which was, was a true true thing, absolutely. Yeah. Odessa yeah. and all that, yeah, absolutely, is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Fucking fascinating the way that they caught some of those guys and things. Speaking of, there's a a series coming out uh, early next year with Al Pacino on Amazon Prime called Hunters. It and it's that. about Nazi hunters, and That's I'm fucking, fucking badass. so excited. I to saw watch it the other that. day. I think it's on Netflix now, right? Didn't it just come up on Netflix not too long ago? No, I think it's I think it's Amazon Prime. It's not. No, 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 it is. I'm telling you right now, Inglorious Bastards. I, Inglor- I own it anyway. Oh, you're talking about hunters. No, 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 no. It's not even out yet. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. So the idea for that came from Nazi hunters. Da, 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 da. So what if that happened and took place? Then what he wanted to do originally was actually uh, after Pulp Fiction, he had some money and had some clout. And the next movie he wanted to make was Inglorious Bastards, but Michael Madsen was in and out of jail. <laughs> Shit. And he couldn't make it. Yeah. And so what he wanted to do was have the Vega brothers, their dad was an Inglorious Bastard, and he would tell them stories. This I did not know. About that. Yeah, this is this is on the... 
special edition VHS of Pulp Fiction where you have two VHS tapes. You have the, the one that, that shows like the director's cut and then you have like a commentary tape that has like cut scenes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that has like the original uncut scene before they, before like when Vince Vega shows up to pick up Uma Thurman, right? He goes up, shows to pick up the uh, Mia Wallace, Mar- Marcellus mm-hmm. Wallace's mm-hmm. wife, right? Goes to pick her up and, you know, she talks to him over the intercom and says, well, I just have a seat and da-da-da. I'll be down with two shakes of lamb's tail. Well, then it cuts. She's like, all right, ready to go? In between there, there's like a three-minute scene where she explains the line that you hear her later on when she goes, I figured an Elvis man could appreciate a place like this <laughs> because they have a debate about you're either a Beatles fan or an Elvis, Elvis fan. Yeah. And she asked him point blank, are you a Beatles fan or an Elvis, uh, Elvis fan? By the way, you're dressed. It looks like you're an Elvis fan, but I've been mistaken before. This is a cut scene. Mm-hmm. I have... I have one of the only VHS tapes I still have. I haven't had a VCR in 10 years, but I still have that because I don't know if it actually exists on DVD. Hmm. So uh, It sounds like a really interesting thing to watch. It is interesting to watch, especially if you've seen that movie a thousand times. And then to see how Tarantino really wanted it, you know, but he had to trim the fat down to like two hours. But on the in the um, the special features tape. He thought, they're like, oh, what's the next thing you're going to do? And Tarantino's like, well, the next thing I'd really like to do now that this has been a big hit, I have some money and I can, I can, I, you know, of my own and I can get a studio to back me because I've made a couple hits. I really want to do a World War II, like, epic about revenge and these guys that go after their Jewish soldiers recruited to go after these Nazis. And they're, they basically say, you can go and do whatever you want as long as you make it, uh, you know, like, uh, be brutal with these guys, carve swastikas in their foreheads and things like that. He talked about this, you know, 30 years ago, 30 some odd years ago now. Wow. So that blew my mind. So that's why I was so excited to see Inglorious Bastards come out. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to make it with, he wanted to do the storyline that he had talked about, how it was the Vega brothers and the da 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 da. And, and it was his, like the, like the, it, but those guys were too old because he wanted them to play their father or grandfather, something like that. He wanted them to be in tied in somehow. Tied in somehow, yeah. but then you know, it's, you know, it took them twenty five years to make it. So like those guys are all in their fifties and sixties now. Yeah, so they're just more. too old to do it. So and, on the go ahead. But I was gonna say that's I was that's why I was so pumped to see that. There's only been two movies I've been like waited over a decade to see, and was super impressed was Bohemian Rhapsody because I've mm-hmm. been following it the whole saga for a decade. Yeah, sorry, and, Chris. And Gloria Bastard. Yeah, Chris, you can go fuck yourself. Chris Lay says that uh, Bohemian Rhapsody it's ruined. It ruined everything Queen for yeah, him he, now. And he's so full of shit. Like, <laughs> he's, he really is. Like, I almost flicked him in his pecker the last time he said it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, on the Glorious Bastard, which I think I, the, the most interesting, fun part of that movie, it's done very well, of course, but when they're in the uh, in the woods, they're trying to find the, uh, the little uh, 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 Nazi... <sighs> Bat in battle or, or in bat encampment, whatever nearby yeah. there, and they're talking to, and they're so in the right is Lieutenant uh, Stiglitz. He goes, "You heard of him? You ever heard Brad Pitt's character? It fucking uh, cracks me up." Yeah, he's a, you ever uh, heard, heard of Hugo Stiglitz? Because everybody's everybody heard of has heard of Hugo, Hugo Stiglitz. Stiglitz. And then they go, and it has him up there with his big gun. And then they go back to when they and they got flash him, back to when they when caught, they broke him out of prison because he's just an absolute fucking madman, <laughs> just sitting in there not saying anything. He goes, we'd like to say we're a fan of your work, <laughs> and, and would you like to come with us? <laughs> we'd like, and I, I I I pride myself on being able to to spot potential or something like that. <laughs> and he goes, we'd like to. What if you want to go professional? 
<laughs> fucking it amazing kind of looks movie. out there jesus it's such a good like i wouldn't suck tarantino's dick but i would definitely touch it i would love to go to his place and just watch whatever fucking movie he wants to watch and just hang out there that'd be fantastic what, what if it was like all he wanted to watch was phil collins concert movies uh, oh. <laughs> i got you okay i got I, you I, I would i would i would do it I would do it. And then he would be like, okay, you have to understand, Paul. This is the way I'm at. <laughs> like that's, that, that, that guy's wound up fucking he tighter. Is, he is just high energy wound up. He is dude. higher than Georgia Pines. He is. He is. Anyway. Stig, Hugo, Hugo Stieglitz. Stieglitz. And then after and the that, guy like, comes out with it, with it, just knocks him in the head. The, you know uh, who that guy is? Is uh, uh, God damn it. Uh, Eli Roth. Okay. He directed Hostel and Hostel 2. And like he's a, he's a horror movie director. Okay. That guy, that character was supposed to be Adam Sandler. And Adam Sandler couldn't do it because of just, it, a, just for prior occupation. Oh, it was occupied with other things. Physically it. couldn't be there to okay. do it. So uh, Eli Roth just begged Tarantino to do this. I'll do it for free. I, I love this character. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Teddy Williams knocks it out of the park. The park like he fucking <laughs> plays a typical Boston asshole. And then it's funny because someone was moving or, talk, or talking, and, and one of the one of the the Jewish uh, uh, hunters kills the guy. And he uh, hits. That, yeah, he hits him. Over the head with that baseball no, I mean, bat. No, but I mean, part of that where, where, oh. they, where they where they hit him, and then he goes, and, he, and Brad Pitt goes, "God damn it!" or whatever, because he, he, he shot and killed. He was trying to get information out of him. Yeah, he shot and killed him. And which, <laughs> but he goes, "Damn it!" He goes, "Would you bring that so and so over here alive? Alive? <laughs> Just now?" When he said he shot so and so, all I can think of at that point, I was like the only person in the theater laughing. <laughs> because all I could think of was like, oh man, I shot Marvin in the face. Like that scene, like that's all I could think of was that fucking scene. It was like that's a throwback to Pulp Fiction when they shot Marvin in the face and and that one that one Rorschach the back window. The one soldier goes back to Hitler. Of course, he has a big carving right in his forehead of the swastika. This, is a, this must be some of my best work. I, Brad Pitt was. You know how you get to Carnegie Hall, don't you? <laughs> Practice. Practice. Oh God! What a dark fucking movie! It's so so good though. So it is. good. It is. Anyway, God. hey, uh, can we take a break? We'll take a break, and then we're gonna uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back and wrap some things up. I will do a break and do a short segment. Then we'll then we're gonna do. Well, you guys are gonna figure it out later. You guys, we'll figure it out. Yep. All right, we'll be back. Joe made soup. I did. I I made a roasted chicken soup, and it's in the uh, microwave. It's in the microwave. And it's heating because after this is done, we're gonna it's gonna be a little short little wrap up kind of segment, and then we're gonna have soup because I'm hungry. Paul's hungry, and when Paul gets hungry, then no one has a good time. That's not, not true. Not really. No, you no. I I know several people back east, back east, back east. I know one guy in particular that you just you really don't want to be around him when he's hungry. I mean seriously. You oh, you just, mean my like my brother Eli? Uh, is Shout that out he, to Eli. Is that, is <laughs> that how he is? Now it's, he used to be really bad because. We didn't realize that he would get, you know, he was a kid and he would just kind of get either tired or real testy or both. You didn't know what it was. And didn't realize he was just, I mean, he's just one of those, some of those, there's some people out there that have to eat every few hours. Imagine being and, one of those people like tens of thousands of years ago when you're foraging. Like you just have the guy that's pissed off next to you all the time. You're, you're walking, like grunting and then you're walking hits, through hits the woods. Club. He's the, yeah, I don't think those he people turns did over that. a rock and there's no snails. He just starts screaming. He throws the rock at someone else and like <laughs> takes it out on his wife. <laughs> no, I no that, that and I shouldn't say that. Like Eli's not like that. He's not violent. Oh, but like he okay. did. He he will get pissed. Uh, I've seen him get pissed. But also, but we all have our weird reactions to uh, to hunger. Like like me, 
if I'm not paying attention and I just I because I can go an entire day without eating. I've done it. I don't look like it, but I've definitely done it before. <laughs> well, same, uh, same here. But it, it's like uh, I'm, I'm trying. I, I, there are days that I don't eat anything all day and I don't really realize it until the end of the day. Yeah, because I've been so busy. But seriously, if I'm working out in the facility or here and the hammer and stuff, I don't think about it much. I just right. I just don't. I'm just. I drink coffee. I might drink a lot of coffee during the day. And that's my thing is either coffee or water or both. And both of those things will kill hunger for a while. Or I'll yeah. munch on yeah. almonds. Something. I did that like yeah. maybe a week ago. Mm-hmm. Went for an early morning hike. It was like 7.15. Like sun was just peeking up. That's Went not that for early, a short John. hike. It's not that early. Well, I mean, it's that's 7 a.m. is early morning. That is early okay. morning. It's not the middle of the night. It's the early morning. Fine. I watched the sunrise from the top of a mountain, you dick. That's it's the nice. early morning. You fuck, you fucking. I think I've seen that on a Hallmark card before. Watch the sunrise from the top of a mountain, you dick. You dick. Happy <laughs> fucking cocksucker birthday. Right. No. Uh, I, I did that, and I because all I did was I just woke, woke up, got dressed, threw on a hat, brushed my beard out, and, and ate, then, ate like a handful of almonds and took my water, water bottle with me. And left. Went for the hike, came back, and I was like, I'm a little hungry, but I'm not quite ready to make some breakfast yet. Ate some more almonds. And I was like, oh, Jeremiah's like, hey, let's come down and hang out. So I went uh, over to his place, hung out. And I came back, and I'm like, fuck, I, I'm supposed to meet so-and-so for, like, you know, somebody for, uh, like, a late late lunch, like 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I just had a handful of almonds again. Well, then that those plans fell through, and then I was, I don't, I don't know what the hell I was doing. I, oh, I was going over to, uh, went to Blackbridge. Oh. And, and then was going uh, to go to dinner with Mike. It was me and Mike and Becca and. Uh, and then you showed up, and I was like, ah, you know what? I'm not, I'm not even hungry anymore. And I had another handful of almonds. All I did was eat like five helpings of almonds all goddamn day long, but and then like five beers but that night. No, wait. I thought that you and I end up with Mike going across the street though and having dinner. No, this was a week ago. This oh. was literally last Friday. Okay. Yeah, last Friday. Yeah, I went to see when Tosh, when Tosh was playing inside. Got it. Remember? Yes. Sat outside, drinking beers. I remember that. That's it. That's all I had was almonds. Okay. My 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 butt hurt. Almonds are good. I could have, like nature's broom. I, I could, love the smokehouse almonds, like beef jerky. You have to like beef jerky from plants. I could eat almonds and just avocado. I love avocados. I fucking love avocados. I really do. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. They're so good for you, but I just I the you eat guacamole, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, with chips and margaritas. <laughs> But yeah, just but, straight I mean, avocado. Avocado, like, it's nice and ripe. You can just just sprinkle just do a little do a little pepper, salt little and salt. pepper, hot, hot sauce. No, I'm right. I, I, I'm I'm there, Paul. I've done I got, it. I got. I force myself to do but it. But you're not. I, you just can't. You're it, not really the, into it. The texture just makes me. It's like bananas. Take a bite of banana. I'm like, oh, this is so good. It's so good for me. So think about a banana. I gag. I mean, I mean think about a peanut butter makes me gag too. It'd be terrible. You're such a weird guy. eater. It just makes me gag. You fuck. Like if I, I can't brush my tongue without almost throwing up in the shower every day. Wow. Yeah. All right. So um, avocado is just a weird texture. So avocado is good though because if you get what I'm just saying is you open whatever they're so nutritious. You put just a little bit of flavor on there, a little bit like a little hot sauce, a little bit of pepper, that kind of thing, and then uh, just scoop it out, rump, and just eat it. And I'm because it's got so much fat in there, decent fat, it kind of fills you up. You're like, I'm good to go for all night. It does. It go out and drink all night. Now I've had a couple avocados. It's and it's so good for you. I'm I I, I'm with you 100. percent I just can't do the texture. I mean, I can. I choke it back. But when was the last time you wanted to have a meal where you're gagging every fucking bite? Okay, I used to hate because of the that just kind of weird in my mouth feeling of uh, raw oysters, and now I can just pound them down. Uh, I have to do oyster shooters. Yeah. Okay. It's like I, it like negates any sort of health so, benefits. So, so all I do is little, put a little bit of a squeeze a little lemon on there, maybe a little horseradish, and then scoop them out of the shell and just eat it. 
I like them in a shot glass with hot sauce and vodka. Now those are good too. Yes. Uh, but I, I, I mean, I like the, I don't know, like I didn't go anywhere and eat cheap, shitty oysters, so I didn't need horseradish. So in, in uh, New Orleans, when my friend, uh, that was no, a snob, no, no. that was a snob comment. No, I found that out when my family first started I just started like horseradish going, on any. I, I, horseradish is good. Maybe I should try horseradish. I like to masturbate the, with it. It's kind of painful, but you know. <laughs> All right. And there it is, folks. I'm kidding. Uh, so we made it 150 episodes and that's it. At Acme, Acme Oyster Bar in New Orleans. That's the place where everyone should go. Oh, yeah. Acme so, brand oysters. So we almost were late for my friend's wedding. It was He was getting married, and we, we, we sat there and ate, I, I don't know how many dozens of oysters. We just kept eating them, eating until they were just, they're so good, and you're so full. It's like, the, what, what's that? Like if you're a goose or whatever, you have a, I don't know. A gizzard? Something like no. that. Or it's some, whatever. It just feels like, yeah, I wish I had more room in here for more oysters. They are delicious. And we got to go. Yeah. Yeah, well, we don't have to go. Well, we're not we, going, but we got we got Paul yeah. need Paul has things that he wants to do, so we're we do. I was gonna say real go quick that uh, I went to an oyster bar in Panama City, Florida, mm-hmm. and it's right down the road from Apalachicola, Florida, which is they they claim to have the world's best oysters. I tend to believe them because I saw at, in Apalachicola. French brand, like branded boxes, like crates being loaded up and sent to France. Wow. From Apalachicola. So I'm fairly certain they do have some of the best on earth. And uh, that oyster bar, this old dude was telling me that, uh, you know, my stepdad asked for um, for some horseradish. And he just looked at me and goes, why would you put horseradish on there? These taste good already. Like he, he was it's kind of honestly get, if, offended. If you get a really fresh oyster that's got a little bit of salty water because it's salty water. It still has salt water yeah, in it. It's fantastic. You, it, know? you don't need anything else. Everything else is just accoutrement. That's one it. thing that the airplane's done for you. You can just ship oysters all over the world. That's, yeah. It's Put nice. them on ice and ship them in and bang and you can have them the next day. When, when are, when's the time you're supposed to eat oysters, Paul? Oh, it's a, the months beginning with R. Months or not that end have with R. R. No, months with the end in burr. That's when you're supposed to eat them. Yeah. Yeah, September, October, November, December. And like that's now. It. That's it. Let's go yeah. get some oysters. The rest of the time. Yeah, well, and also you're not supposed to – I think you're supposed to not eat them if you're, you know, further than 100 miles away from yeah, the Yeah, but coast. we are, but I bet you somewhere in Vegas has good oysters. I want some oysters. Let's go do that. Let's go do that now. We're going to go eat oysters. You people, thank you for listening. <sighs> you people. Have a good evening, Yes. Thank mm-hmm. you.